Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Great to be here with you this morning. We're in a series called Loving the One in the Mirror. In Ephesians 2, the Apostle Paul called us God's masterpiece. That's what he said, that we are God's masterpiece. And I said this a couple weeks ago. I said, how many of you the last time you looked in the mirror said, man, I'm a masterpiece? (laughs) Probably not too many. And if you did, probably you have another message we need to to get to (laughs) at some point. But we also are made in the image of God. And Jesus said these words. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the premise of this series is maybe we don't love our neighbors very well because we don't really love the one in the mirror. Maybe we have issues with ourselves. Maybe there's some things about ourselves we don't like. So this series is about a self-reflection, looking in the mirror and learning to accept and love yourself and see yourself the way God sees you. And we talked about how all, every human being on the planet has several emotional needs that need to be met scientifically, and we're looking at how the Bible backs those up with Scripture. In week one, I talked about how everyone has this need to give and receive attention. Then Pastor Tony talked about our need to have a sense of control in life. All of us have this need to have a sense of control. And he said some really good statements. He talked about how we can control what we can control, but let go and trust God with the things we can't control. Pastor Tyler came back last week, gave a powerful message, talked about our need to connect and contribute to a community and plugged our life fruit ministry, which is exactly what that ministry, the needs that ministry meets, is our ability to connect and contribute. But this morning, I wanna talk about another emotional need that every human being on the planet has, and that's the need to understand the spirit, soul, and body connection. We are made up of spirit, soul, and body. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, The word of God says this, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. I like to say we have a spirit that has a soul and we live in a body. So I wanna unpack this because Spirit, soul, body connection is very important in life. And some people are really good at spiritual growth. They spend a lot of time in God's word. They spend time uh, seeking the Lord. But they lack when it comes to emotional health or when it comes to the body. Other people are really good at physical conditioning. And they look great on the outside, but they lack a spiritual connection or good emotional health. Other people, very good at the emotional health side. They understand their soul and how to keep their soul healthy, but they lack physical and spiritual connection. And when we're at our best, 
We are having a healthy connection of our spirit, soul, and body. So our body, obviously, is this flesh that we have. It's comprised of organs and cells. It consists of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. It's got a nervous system. It's got a brain. And it's through our bodies that we connect with the physical world. We taste, we touch, we smell, we hear, we see. It's through our physical body that we connect with the physical world. Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says it this way. For you, God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Amen. God knit us together in our mother's womb. He formed our bodies. Romans 12, 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and proper worship. So we know we have a body. We also have a soul. And our soul is what gives us personality. It's through our soul that we have relationships with people. And our soul has three major components. We have a mind, a will, and emotions. So our mind and our subconscious mind and our conscious mind, it's where we do our thinking. It's where we hold our deepest beliefs and attitudes. But it's different than our brain. Our brain is the physical part, but our mind is the software. If you got hardware and software, the brain's the hardware, the mind is the software, and how one goes, the other goes. They're connected. But our mind is powerful. It's where we have our feeling and our emotions. Our will is what gives us the ability to make choices. We have a free will. And our experiences in life and how that affects our mind is what causes us to make certain kind of choices in life. And then we have our emotions tied into our soul. That's our, how we feel, our anger, our joy, our stress levels. So in a very complex way, our mind and our body, they're connected. In fact, Herbert Benson, medical doctor, puts it this way, the mind and body communicate constantly. What the mind thinks, perceives, and experiences is sent from our brain to the rest of the body. So they're very connected. 3 John 1, 2 says it this way. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. He makes a connection to the soul and good health. It's almost impossible to stay healthy in your physical body without having good health in your soul. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23 says it this way. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are the life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. 
Above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. Everything flows from the heart, the soul, the seed of our emotions. That's why it's so important to realize that our soul needs care. See, it's really easy for us to understand that our bodies need care. We need to exercise, we need to move, we need to put good things in our body. We know it, we don't always do it, but we know it. And it's, we know as Christians we have a spirit, which I'm gonna get to in a second, that needs to be fed. But sometimes the place we neglect the most is our soul. And it's very crucial to have good soul care if you're gonna be healthy on this earth. So we have our body, we have our soul, and we have our spirit. Our spirit is what connects to God. Our spirit is what hungers to know God. Our spirit wants to connect with the spirit of God. That's why you will see there's a huge movement of spirituality in our world. Maybe not Christianity, but spirituality. Because deep inside, everybody knows there's something more than just body and soul. There's a longing to have a spiritual experience, something that's supernatural, that's not of this world. Our bodies long for it, our minds, our, our will. We long for that because we have a spirit. John 3, 3, Jesus said it this way. He says, very true, I tell you. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. John 3, 5, Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the Spirit. This is what happens when we come to Christ, when we give our lives to Christ. We're born again. We have a spiritual experience. We now can connect with the heart of God. We have a spiritual connection. Romans 8.15 puts it this way. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. We are adopted into the kingdom of God, and we have a spiritual connection now to the Father. And this is very important. This is what we long for. We were created in his image to connect with him. John 4, 24 says, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. We are longing for that. We're longing for a connection to our God. So spiritual health will have an impact on our emotional health, we'll have a ma- which will have a major influence on our physical health. They are all connected to one another. That's why when you have the Spirit of God and you're walking in the Spirit and you love the Lord and you're about to face a temptation, you're, about, you're faced with a choice and something that looks really good to your eye, Something that appeals to your flesh or to your body is right in front of you. And you know, I really don't want to make that choice as a Christian. I don't think it's right. I know it might come with consequences. I know it could cause an addiction. I know these things are not good for me to do, but man, it looks so good. 
In that moment, we have a choice and our spirit, soul, and body begin to work. Our spirit starts to say, trust me, you don't want to do that. It's not as good as you think it is. Our body says, it's good, it's got to be good, I want it. And our soul starts to battle. Our heart begins to raise, our, our heartbeat you might begin to sweat. Because you're about to make a choice that could have consequences. You're right there. And all three of these components are working. Now you walk away from that choice and the Spirit of God, what it does is it instantly calms you. Good job, you walked away. You give in to the temptation, you go through with this thing that you know you shouldn't do, but you do it anyway. What do you experience afterwards? Regret, shame, guilt. Some people go through depression or anxiety. They can't sleep. They, they feel like sleeping all the time. Because we're connected. All three components are connected. Christian Dale Fletcher puts it this way. He says this. Many of us are affected by how we handle the stress that life brings us. If chronic stress is left unchecked over a period of time, our bodies will take a toll. A strong faith can help us to cope with the stress that we experience in our life and enable the impact of that stress to be less significant. Without a strong personal faith, we must resort to our own resources to cope with the stress present in our life. Often we attempt to cope with this stress through addictions and other methods of escape. This behavior can further exacerbate the effect of stress on our physical health. Our beliefs and attitudes determined in large degree by our faith will play a major role in our thinking patterns. Our day-to-day -day thinking will have an impact on our emotions and feelings, and our emotions and feelings will have a major impact on our behaviors. In this regard, our thought patterns play a significant role in our emotional and physical health. These three components are tied together. And I want you to think about it for a minute. Which one of these three do you do really good at? And which one do you struggle with a little bit, if you're honest? Because it's hard to be good at all three, but I've also found that once you start doing better in one area, you wanna do better in the other areas. They start to connect a little bit. This past November, I decided to do something a little bit crazy. I decided to give our staff, our CCC staff here, a health challenge. November 1st, right on the precipice of the holiday season where all the cookies are being baked and the scones are in the oven and all the comfort foods are okay to eat. I said, you know what, what if we did some kind of health challenge for three months, November, December, and January? And so we did this, and this was the rules of the challenge, okay? You, got an, you were eligible to get up to four points per day. You got a point, a beverage point, and if you didn't drink any sugary beverages and you drank over 40 ounces of water in a day, you got a point. 
If you abstain from all fried foods, pizza, fast food, desserts, sweets, and candies, you got another point. If you exercise for 30 minutes straight in a day, you got a third point. And then if you were not on a screen for the first 30 minutes of your day or the last 30 minutes of the day, you got another point. Four points a day, and it, whoever had the most points at the end of this challenge will win. I want to tell you that three of our staff members have been perfect. Four points every single day. Pastor Dave Cummings, if you noticed him, it's about 20 pounds lighter. Good job, Pastor Dave. Aaron Maddock, Emily Smith, perfect in this challenge. And yes, because it's a competitive side, they, that was coming out. But we all said the same thing. We all said the same thing. As we started this challenge, we were like not happy about it, not looking forward to it. How could we do this in the holiday season? They were not happy with me several times during the Christmas season. But everyone said the same thing as this challenge has gone on and on. I feel better. I'm sleeping better than I ever have slept before in my life. I don't crash during the day. And I feel a stronger connection to the Lord. I feel like I want to seek Him more than I have before. And I feel like I want to do some good emotional soul care practices as well. Well, I forgot to mention, we had a 20-point bonus if you did an inner healing course with Dave and Connie Bauer here, you got an extra 20-point bonus. Because our spirit, it, what I wanted to do is I wanted us to lead the way for this series to talk about we're worth investing into. So many times we are very good at investing into other people, but we neglect ourselves. And it's okay to invest into yourself, not in a selfish way, but in a you're worth it kind of a way. And when our spirit, soul, body is connected and operating properly, we can do a lot more for the kingdom of God. We can do a lot more in this world. So in the time remaining, what I want to do is this. I want to give you several practical ways. Some of these are spiritual ways. Some of these are things we can do for our physical body, and some of these are things we can do for our emotional health. I want to give you several practical ways to invest into your spirit, soul, and body. You ready? If you have notes, you can take some notes. If you have a smartphone on our website, cccsterling.org, there's a card that says this Sunday. All of these points are there as well if you want to go back and see them later. But number one, the first thing we can do to invest into this concept is be around a healthy community. I can't stress that enough. Being around a healthy community of people. Yesterday, I had the privilege of going bowling with a few friends. We haven't been bowling in like a decade. We decided to go bowling. We laughed. We had fun. There's something about being around a group of people and having fun and having a good time that will lift your spirit. 
Proverbs 17, says, a cheerful heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit makes one sick. When you can get around people who lift you up, who build you up, who make you laugh, that you enjoy being around, it does wonders for our soul. And as Pastor Tyler mentioned, we have our Life Group Rally Day today. If you don't have this in your life, you can get it. We are providing an opportunity for this. Galatians 6, 2 also says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We were not meant to do life alone. We need a community of people to do life with. Number two, make wise choices. Make wise choices. I can't stress this enough. Now, we're all going to sin. We're all going to give in to temptation. I thank God for sending his son to redeem our mistakes. He's constantly redeeming our mistakes. He's constantly helping us out of these challenges and these holes we dig ourselves in. But when we make wise choices, we have less baggage to deal with. We have room to have more peace in our hearts and less stress. Psalm 38, three through eight says this. This is a powerful portion of scripture. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. Listen, listen to these words. My health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It's a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I'm bent over and racked with pain. My days are filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me and my health is broken. I'm exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. Sometimes we make choices and we think they're gonna lead to a fulfilling life or they think we think they're gonna be good in a moment. But when it's over, it feels, you just feel this weight that affects your physical body. My teenagers in the room, I can't stress this enough. There are gonna be things that look so good and look appealing that you're gonna wanna give into, but I'm telling you, make the wiser choice. You, your, your 30-year-old self will thank you. Your 40-year-old self will thank you. Making wise choices is super important when it comes to our emotional health. Number three here, uh, spend time with God. It's an obvious one. But it's often the thing we neglect. John 15, 5, Jesus said this. He said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him. He, he who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. He delivered me from all of my fears. There's a connection to connecting our spirit with the spirit of God and so often it's a last resort or something we just neglect in our life. We think, ah, I'm not making poor choices. You know, I'm living a good life, I'm doing okay. And so what we do is we just lack connecting with the spirit of God. 
And that's not meant to be a, to guilt rid anyone or a condemning thing. I just know the benefits that come with being connected to the vine, and I know what it feels like when I'm not connected to the vine. It's a, there's a big difference. It's really easy, as our lions are doing so well right now, I know most of you have recognized the shirt by now. Some of you are rolling your eyes. Other people are happy about it. That's okay, either way. But it's so easy just to get in the car, turn on sports talk radio, and listen to the hype about our Detroit Lions right now. And I was doing that the other day, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I felt this longing inside to connect with the Spirit. And I remember, I switched from 97 when I put on some worship music, and there was an instant atmosphere change in my car. Like, instant. I instantly felt like through worship I could connect with the heart and the Spirit of God. My, my spirit was longing for it. When we put on worship music, when we have worship here this morning, our spirit longs to connect to the Spirit of God. We read God's word and it gets deep in our heart. We meditate on it, we pray through it, we journal through it, and when we do that, it literally changes our lives. It gives us the spirit, soul, body connection that we need. And I don't know about you, I notice that when I'm in the zone spiritually, when I'm seeking the Lord well, and I feel like I'm connected to him, and I'm feeling led and guided by his spirit, I want to do better in my emotional health. I want to take on some of those practices, and I want to go to the gym more, a, a little bit. I want to get healthier. There's something that sets it all in motion when we seek God first, when we make the spirit the most important thing we do, these other things tend to fall into place. I find when I neglect the word of God in my life or my prayer life, I wanna eat more comfort foods. <laughs> I wanna go towards other things because they're tied together. Number four. Stay in the present. Stay in the present. When we let our minds wander too much into the past or too much into the future, we open the door for fear and stress in our life. It's really easy to look at what's happening in the world right now and fear the future. What's it going to be like five years from now, 10 years? What's going on in our world today? It's getting kind of crazy. Is it gonna get crazier? Is it gonna get better? I don't know. What does this mean for my kids, my grandkids? When we go too far down the future, our levels of anxiety rise and stress rises in our life. When we dwell too much on the past, a past regret, a past mistake, a past choice, something you wish you would have done differently, stress and anxiety rise and takes a toll on our emotional and physical bodies. That's why it's so important to stay right here in the present. Enjoy today. You know, tomorrow morning we might wake up to a Detroit Lions loss. I hate to say it. We might. I'm hoping we don't. 
But right now, we have today, we have the excitement of, hey, they're in the championship game. Okay. All right, that's the last Lions reference I'll give today. <laughs> Psalm 46, 1 through 3 in verse 10 says this, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with surging. In other words, everything in the world is falling apart. Everything's going wrong, but God is our refuge and our strength in ever-present help in trouble. He's there no matter what happens in this world, no matter what the future holds, God is our strength. He says in Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. When we take a moment to just be still and know that he's God, Just a moment. Just trust him. Just lean on him. Give our mind a rest from the future or the past. God can begin to calm our spirit and our mind. It also helps staying in the present with the people around us. So many times we ignore what's happening right here in the moment in front of us to focus on something somewhere else or in a different time. Super important to stay in the present. We're to keep moving. Number five has to do with our bodies. It's exercise. Can't tell you how much I hate going to the gym in the winter in Michigan. You bundle all up. You get to the gym, the gym, you gotta unbundle, then you sweat and your coat is sticking to your sweat, then you get outside and it's cold, it's a mess. But I'll tell you what, I've never left the gym one time and said, man, I wish I didn't work out today. I wish I didn't do that. I always feel better. Our bodies were meant to move. That's why even in the garden in Genesis 2.15, God put Adam in the garden, it says, to work it and to take care of it. He could have put him in paradise and gave him a lounge chair and said, hey, just sit by the ocean all day long and walk with me and talk with me. But he didn't. He put him there to work it because it's an example for us that we need to move. So many of us, our jobs, we maybe work from home or sit behind a desk and we're in front of screens all day long. Our bodies weren't meant for that. We need to move and get out there and exercise. We will feel better. Number six is talk to a therapist. Talk to a therapist. Proverbs 14.30 says, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like a cancer in the bones. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. I can't tell you how many people I come in contact with that I know their issue right away. I know why they're having trouble in life. It's because they've never dealt with something in their life. A loss, a grief, a trauma. 
and they don't realize it, but everything, every reaction, the anger, the sadness, the things that are coming out of their mouth is a direct reflection to not dealing with the past. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in there will come out. If you've gone through something hard, talk to someone. We've got plenty of people we can recommend to you. Don't shove it down and bury it and just say, you know what, time will heal this and I just need to get far away from it and shove it down and pretend it never happened. It's affecting your life and your physical health and the people's lives around you. Deal with it, we can help. Number seven, it's not one I love all the time, but it's eat healthier foods. Eat healthier foods. We know this, but we don't always do this. And I'm not saying you gotta be perfect. I love a good pepperoni pizza and different things from time to time. I'm Italian, I love carbs, trust me. But the better things we put in our body, the healthier we'll feel. Our mood swings won't be as bad. We won't get crabby with other people. Think about it. If there's a part of your day where you're kind of short with people or you're mad or you're crabby or something's happened, this can have a big effect on your physical health and your emotional health. Psalm 63.5 says, you satisfy me more than the riches of foods. That was something that also that happened during our three-month challenge is almost every single person said the things I craved and thought I loved to put in my body so much, I don't crave anymore. I don't need that as much. And that's what happens. The more we get away from something, the less we need it, the healthier our bodies become and crave those things. Number eight, minimize your phone and screen time. This is gonna be difficult for some people. But our phones and screen time. I read a scary, scary statistic the other day that between five and 10-year-olds, their screen time per day on average is five hours for kids five to 10. And for 13 to 18, it's eight hours per day. And for adults, it's two to three hours per day. It's a lot of time we're investing in front of a screen. And I don't think we were meant to process all that data that, that quickly. I love what the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 30. It says, a calm and undisturbed mind and heart are, li are the life and health of the body. But envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness of the bones. So many times we're scrolling and we're looking at other people's lives and we're comparing our lives to their lives. And we're getting a little envious or jealous. And that stuff isn't good for our mental health. But a calm and undisturbed mind are, and heart are the life and health of our body. I know some of this stuff we don't always like to hear. I don't, I'm teaching it to myself today because I need to be on my phone less also. But some of this stuff we need to hear and get it into our hearts because it's gonna 
take, it's gonna change the way we think, it's gonna change the way we live, it's gonna change the way we interact with other people. Number nine, create boundaries and learn to say no. This is hard, especially if you're a people pleaser. It's hard to create a boundary or say no, but you need rest. We were meant for rest sometimes. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm resting right now. I can't get out to that event. I can't do that right now. 1 Corinthians 15, says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. It's okay to put a boundary up with people in your life that are corrupting your good character. I love people. I believe in a person. I believe everyone has the ability to change if they want to. I believe God can change and transform any heart, but you've gotta be willing to do that work. And there's people, unfortunately, not willing to do the work, and they become toxic around you. And when that happens, if it takes a toll on your mental health and your ability to process things and you become bitter or filled with animosity, it's not good for your soul. It's okay to put up a boundary every once in a while and say, this isn't good for me. Number 10, last but not least, if you have a spouse, touch them. And all the men in the room just said amen. If you have a spouse touch, something about physical touch. If you don't, I'm just talking about human contact. The ability to touch someone. Human touch can have a calming effect and help you better cope with stress. There have been examples that show how physical activity will help relieve stress and loneliness. I see a lot of guys elbowing their wives right now. Listen, wait, you can do that later. These types of contact, they release oxytocin and they lower our cortisol levels. There's something about a physical touch. Just putting your hand on someone's back, giving a hug to someone. It releases oxytocin, it lowers cortisol. I love the example Jesus gives in the Bible when he contacts lepers, people with leprosy. They were considered unclean. You weren't allowed to touch them. They weren't allowed to touch you. It was very contagious. Every time Jesus contacted a leper, he touched him. And he didn't have to touch him. He could have healed him without touching them. But I think he knew that no one had touched him in a long time. They hadn't had any human contact in a long time and he knew the power of it. We weren't meant to do life alone. And I wanna tell you, that's all 10 points that I have for you. I know there was a lot of them, but I promise you, if you begin to put some of these things into practice in your life, your spirit, your soul, and your body will prosper. They will prosper. And the more your spirit prospers, the more your mental health will prosper and your soul will prosper. And the more your soul prospers, the more you'll want your physical body to prosper. They are tied together. 
When one domino starts to fall, the others start to fall. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about where is it in my own life that I need to put some of these things into practice? Maybe it's one thing I said that, that, that stands out. What is the Holy Spirit nudging you in this moment? This is the thing I need to give attention to immediately. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to everyone in this room right now. And he's telling you, this is the one that you need in your life today. And if you start to put some of these things in practice, you will prosper. God wants to do something amazing in all of our lives. He wants to use us. And he wants us to have good overall spirit, soul, and body health in this earth. Because then we can make a better impact on this world. We can enjoy life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I want you to have life on this earth. I want you to enjoy it. And that happens when our spirit, our soul, and our body begin to prosper. Will you stand with me? We're gonna do a closing song. And the closing song is really more of an emphasis on God because I really want us to worship him and ask him, Lord, help me in whatever area of my life you think it is I need a little bit of help or grace in. Would you close your eyes with me? I want to speak a verse over you before we sing this song. I want to leave you with this. When I was preparing this message, I got a picture in my mind of just weary and burdened people. There's a lot of people in this place, you're feeling stress, you're feeling heavy burdened. You're feeling the weight of this world. You've experienced loss or pain or uncertainty about the future or something going on with your family and it's heavy on you. It's heavy. And I'm gonna pray this verse over you this morning. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for that promise in your word to come to you. When we have a heavy heart, when we're feeling stressed or burnt out in life, that you say, come to me and you will find rest for your soul. Thank you for that promise, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.